It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here today. Alex White's here. Vinny Maliulo. Oh, look. Vinny Maliulo's here. That's right. Wow. In studio. To open the show yet again. When I'm not here, I am here. Well, you're just about, what, about, what do you say, 25 paces just behind us? Well, yeah, but I cover it very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? How are you guys and girls? Great, huh? you thank guys you. Have, you. You both cast some tickets this weekend. Very good. I had a very good day yesterday. Yes. Yesterday was good. Yes. Uh, after a I know. all over the place college you, football. You day. covered those 25 paces quicker than me. No, no, no. Come yeah. on now. Come on. Now. Very good. Congrats. Good weekend. Look, we'll try to keep it going tonight with a bet I legitimately made 90 seconds before the show started. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Vincenzo, before we get to tonight, where we have a World Series game three in Arizona, we have a Monday Night Football game. First time that Monday Night Football has been in Detroit since week one of 2018. Uh, And we have a whole bunch of basketball games that I'm sure a bunch of stars will sit out of tonight that we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah. Um, The weekend. Weekend was, well, you know, again, uh, I, I talked a little bit about it yesterday, Jeff. Um, it was it was an up and down weekend in terms of, you know, you, you know, winning a game and, and then losing a couple of games. Uh, you know, winning a couple of games, losing uh, a few games. But uh, yesterday was more of a better's day, uh, for sure, when you look at the results, the way things played out. Um, Saturday... I call it a, a kind of a juice day, you know, where, again, uh, as betters, you're, you're laying 11 at 10. So we just, you know, writing tickets, trying to, uh, you know, kind of grind out uh, the, the juice, and that's what Saturday was. But yesterday, uh, uh, more success uh, to the betters. It culminated last night with uh, – we, we needed the, the Chargers to win. We just didn't need them to cover. But uh, obviously they did in uh, a re- relatively easy fashion, Alex, and it was, uh, it was a better day. That's why I congratulated both of you to to start the show. So, there, yeah, go and and tonight going to uh, to the Raiders. You had you had a good Saturday and a good uh, Sunday, Alex. It was it was probably the first weekend where I felt like I did very good on both days because I always tell you if it's a great college day, I feel like I'm gonna have a down NFL day, and it's kind of been like that, you know, mm-hmm. balances out a little bit. But this weekend was very good, uh, college and NFL. Well, good, yeah, and it's. Uh, so tonight it's going to uh, yeah you, you mentioned it Jeff so the World Series game a uh, little bit of Rangers action so uh, game open pick them and again pick them for us here at South Point is is one hundred five right so a ten cent both both uh, sides one hundred five uh, the uh, the ten cent straddle on on the penny line uh, Rangers minus a dime right now total up a little bit from nine flat to nine and a half uh, a little shade to the under right now and um, the uh, Rangers plus a run and a half, but you're going to lay 210. Uh, if you think the Diamondbacks are going to win the game uh, by two or more, you can take uh, back uh, plus uh, plus 180. So a little bit of uh, dog money showing in uh, in the Rangers uh, D-backs World Series game. A lot of dog money showing though for the uh, for the local team uh, on the road tonight. Uh, the Raiders drawing uh, betting betting action here, seven and a half. Uh, again. Uh, Chris Andrews, director here at South Point, uh, put up the uh, the NFL last Sunday. Every Sunday night, NFL numbers go up here at South Point uh, right around halftime, a little bit after halftime of the Sunday night game. 
uh, early action the first uh, first night and the first part of the week. We saw Lions money, especially after what uh, you know they were beaten uh, in very convincing fashion at uh, Baltimore uh, in uh, in week seven. So uh, they laid the uh, they laid the seven and a half. They laid the eight. We were as high as eight and a half, but it's come all the way down. We're sitting at seven now and under money showing. Uh, a little bit. We got as high as forty six and a half off the forty four and a half opener. And right before I came in the studio, had a gentleman at the counter uh, uh, bet the uh, bet the under for uh, about ten times. The under uh, eight and one on Monday nights. Yeah, that's yeah, very good, Alex. Are you are you on? A, you have a. Wait, oh, is it too early for Alex's play? No, we can go with it. Oh, I guess, you know, otherwise I have to be behind the counter and I hear it. We, so we, can, I go, wanna... we can go with it. Chris <laughs> is back there. You're good. That's. that's... <laughs> I, I laid the points with the Lions here because the Lions are kind of like the Dolphins. They like to beat up on bad teams, and the Raiders are below average. Um, the the Lions are averaging 29 points against teams with losing mm-hmm. records. So I think this is a bounce, spot, bounce back spot for Detroit, and I think they get it done at home in a pretty good fashion here. This is a straight fade of the Raiders. Now, they're obviously Garoppolo's back. Yeah. So we're not dealing with one of the bad backups in either Hoyer, who is, I think, worse than O'Connell at this point. But uh, the, I know the betting markets think they're about even. Uh, and with Garoppolo, you know, we've, we've talked about this with the Raiders. The Raiders have not scored more than 21 points in a game this year. Right. They're averaging, what, about 18 the only Yeah. And the only game they scored the 21 was the, was the Patriot game where they got the 21 on the safety at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Last week, and I don't care that it was Hoyer. I don't care. We watched the Bears last night. Right. We watched them get absolutely pummeled last night in a game where, I'll be honest with you, I thought Tyson Bajan was exactly what I thought he would be in his second career start. Made some good throws. Dallas Jones dropped what well, was his best throw yeah. of the whole night. Yeah. And then he would make some very bad throws and some decisions that a kid out of Shepherd College making his second career start would make. And that's mm-hmm. exactly how it went down last night. In the spotlight on Prime Right. Uh, it was, Prime it was a, TV, a, yeah. an extraordinarily hard spot for the kid. Sure. And I thought he did as well as you could have asked for a kid that's in over his head at this point. And the Raiders made that kid look great two weeks ago. <laughs> and you're at a point now where you look at what this Raiders team has become under McDaniels. All their quarterbacks have more interceptions than touchdowns this year. I already mentioned the 21 points is their high watermark. I know the league scoring is down. That's pathetic. And this guy has lost games that are impossible to lose and in horrible fashion. You're telling me Detroit off of a horrible loss back at home in front of that great crowd that will be there tonight mm-hmm. at Ford Field isn't going to be ready to go and jump on the Raiders from the get-go? This kind of looks like week two where the Raiders went to Buffalo and got annihilated. I think it happens again. I uh, I think we'll also get some uh, some lines money as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, again, these uh, these plays were strictly on the number, uh, right? Sure. Taking taking seven, taking eight, taking eight and a half. Uh, but I now, but again, it is the Raiders. Listen, the the Raiders have drawn money every week except one. I mean, so uh, you know they're and and they are the local team, so our locals here will back them. Uh, you know, if they don't have a, a lot of faith, they just won't bet against them. But I still think that there'll be some uh, some Raider money. But right now, uh, I mean, some uh, some Lions money. Uh, but uh, you know what? It's, you know, if we've got the uh, Lions going for us, so be it. 
You have the team totals up, Benny. Um, yeah. I think you made the Raiders 17 and a half. 17 and a half, correct? Alex. 17 and a half and uh, 27 and a half uh, for, for the Lions. So, But that's uh, that came down a little bit uh, as a reflection of the, of the total. Uh, coming down so um, initially, so it's you know you, you you'll have some corresponding uh, moves there as well, but uh, for the for the most part, seventeen and a half and twenty seven and a half. Before we shift over to the World yeah. Series and other things tonight, I just want to get on some of these early games here for Week Nine. Yeah, with all these uh, quarterback, there are a lot of a lot issues. of things that could be going on this week. Um, before we get to news out of the Cardinals and the number moving on that game because of that. We have a game in Germany, Vinny, this mm-hmm. week that is arguably one of the best games of the regular season. Yeah. Miami's a, uh, Miami is at, in quotes, Kansas City here in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, I did not realize this today, but listening on the radio to, uh, to a show I like, uh, the Chiefs have a big contingent of fans in Germany. Why? I have no idea. But uh, that was when the NFL divvied up some cu- countries for teams to be able to go in and basically say, hey, this is our home international base. The Chiefs picked Germany for that exact reason. And now they get Miami. Vinny, Chiefs lose for the first time in 16 tries against Denver. Mm-hmm. Miami methodical as they were, but got it done and covered against New England yesterday. It was one of the few games that uh, uh, that we won. Oh, that one? The Miami-New England Yeah, they bet New England. Remember? Yeah, yeah uh, they, uh, down, we, to, down to seven, yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, and uh, this, uh, right now, you guys open two and a half and 50 and a half on this game. Yeah, so um, two and a half and holding steady. Hasn't... Uh, Hasn't moved. Some of the other games hovering around three, we did see some action on. Uh, but I think it's kind of a wait and see, too, to see how both teams came out of of, of yesterday. Uh, you know, the, the assumption is that uh, Patrick Mahomes will be better. You know, he had the, the, the flu, he probably on an IV before the game yesterday, um, you know, and, and, and watching that. So, again, a 6.30 start, just like the ones in London. Uh, folks will adjust to that, and again, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be a, you know, when I look at this game and look up this matchup, I think it's safe to say that it it'll probably be the most wagered of the European games this year because of the because of the teams, right? And typically, uh, both of these teams get action every week, so I don't think I'm going out on a limb by uh, by. Uh, saying that i just think that's going to be plenty of plenty of money on even though it's early alex well in the jags bills i think that could have been a lot more attractive if those two teams were more in regular season form but they weren't at the time Good that point. they played in yeah. london but yeah. interesting game i did hear that uh miami was already traveling there yeah. today mm-hmm. and the chiefs would be traveling a little bit later in the week mm-hmm. and that's always um that I always keep that in mind because sure. i feel like that travel time and the adjustment really plays a toll on these players so mm-hmm. I may be looking at the dog here, but way too early to say. Well, yeah, and I'm sure that uh, you'll you'll wait for a three. Absolutely. Uh, before you, I know, I know, Alex. If you're if you're interested in the in the fins, I know you're not going to take two and a half. So good another, for you. That's what's smart. Another chance to see if Miami's up for the uh, step up in competition. Well, yeah, we we have to see that, right? Uh, again, and uh, and in, in, in the travel coming into play, uh, as Alex mentioned, Jeff. So yeah, right, because we we are waiting to see that. Uh, again, given their their two losses to uh, to two teams that are really in in the playoff hunt, right? They're, they've they have you know made victims of uh, far less talent than the Bills and the uh, the Eagles. The other games I want to bring up: uh, there's going to be a new quarterback in Arizona. Josh Dobbs benched. 
If it's not Kyler Murray, it's going to be the rookie out of Houston, Clayton Toon, getting the start. Uh, I wonder if that means that Dobbs is going to be on the move by tomorrow's deadline with all these teams, with all those quarterback injuries yesterday. Cousins done for the year. The Achilles tear that was announced earlier today. Uh, Matthew Stafford is now week to week with a UCL, a UCL injury in his right throwing thumb. Uh, they have a lot of quarterback injuries and issues sure, yeah. in the league right now. Uh, Vinny, you guys opened eight last night on this with Cleveland against Arizona. He got down to seven, and then when Toon was named the starter, uh, it did click back up to seven and a half right before showtime. Yeah, and I think, you know, look, I, I think it's also uh, when the, the, Browns are, the Browns are good. I mean, great on you defense. Know, listen, yeah. their defense is good. Um, they're, they're a difficult out. I think that, uh, you know, whether Watson comes back, I actually, I think PJ Walker has been fine. Right. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with him. And, and I think, you know, you talk to some Browns fans, it's the Watson's inconsistent. I think they'd rather see some consistency under center, but, um, I think it'll go back and forth two way action here. I, I do have a theory on on these these quarterback situations. I, we were chatting before because I think it's surprising to some people when you look at the last month, right? And if you want to even go to opening night with the Jets when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, there are still some uh, some people out there, the Colt McCoys of the world, the Carson Wentz's, right, that are still not signed by anybody. In my opinion, I don't. I think teams are trying to give their backups, their depth, and opportunity. I don't think that they just want to go out and sign people for or make trades. Remember, Kirk Cousins, who also got hurt yesterday and his season is over, he was uh, rumored to be on the move to several teams, right, including the Jets. Um, I, I think that GMs are out there convincing ownership, listen, this is probably going to be a very – quarterback centric draft so before we commit to a trade now let's let's it's early enough in the season still the, technically the first we're, we're ending the first half of the season let's see what we have what we can do and let's let's see how we are after the season and what we've got going into the draft where then moves can be made right via trades via packages and and multi-team uh, trades and things like that. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting. And I think that part is playing into it um, particularly. But I am surprised of all of the, the names that are out there. I'm surprised that Colt McCoy is, is still. And, and I, I again, now we've got the trade deadline in ending in, what, less than 24 hours, right? So 3 o'clock Eastern. You know, so, so tomorrow. Yeah, 19 right? hours. Yeah. So or 21 noon, hours. Noon, noon Pacific. Will there be some moves? And perhaps, Jeff, you brought up a, a, a great point. Is is Josh Dobbs on the move somewhere? It's, it's going to be uh, uh, interesting to see. Uh, there there are a few, again, like Minnesota, obviously Cousins, like we said, Achilles there, done for the year. Minnesota had yeah. kind of gone the backwards way to get themselves back into the playoff mix, but they're right. four and four. And they and a favorable and a, and a, schedule and a coming favorable up schedule before for two next, games with the Lions. Yeah, yeah. The, they put they have the ridiculous scheduling quirk of playing Detroit in week sixteen and eighteen because yeah. they, sure why not? But like you said, Vinny, pretty manageable schedule until the bye week. Uh, Atlanta this week, who by the way has their own quarterback issues. Desmond Ritter left the game in concussion protocol yesterday, and the yeah. offense finally looked reasonable with Tyler he Heineke in there. Yeah. So 
That's another one. Those two teams play each other this week uh, with Atlanta as a five-point favorite. Uh, we don't know about Matthew Stafford, who is day-to-day right now, according to Sean McVay, but that's a lot to ask with a thumb injury in his throwing hand. Right. That could either be Rippon, who replaced him yesterday, or Stetson Bennett, if Stetson Bennett is ready to go uh, with the Rams. Uh, I mean, Tyson Bajan is in line to start again for Chicago this week. I am not. I don't even have to mention Gardner Minshew, who now is not even close to being a bottom five starter starting at this point in Indianapolis as a backup. Uh, obviously, Wilson yeah. in New York. And then with the other New York team, where it looks like Tommy DeVito could very easily be in line for a start right. here in Las Vegas next week. Right. Get your uh, uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons uh, records out. <laughs> for those of you, do a little research. You like? Look, <laughs> Jerry knows. Jerry's a musician. He knows Tommy DeVito, one of the original Four Seasons. Okay. Yeah, before your time. Go ahead, say it. Oh, no, I, I, Go ahead, I, say it. I, 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 I actually knew that one, Vin. Actually, well, you're a Jersey guy. <laughs> I, I would hope you one. know Come that. On <laughs> one of the original Jersey boys. Yeah, I knew that. Um, by the way, let's look at look at starts Thursday. Oh, and Kenny Pickett is, is questionable right, Grant, right now. Tannehill, by the way, I mean, Will Levis. He was great yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> he was great. So is is talk is Tannehill because we were talking also about the Titans perhaps being sellers. Right with the deal they made earlier in the week with the uh, with the Eagles, so is Tannehill on the move now? So you've got a a, a cluster of uh, quarterback injuries and issues that are amplified by the trade deadline, which is now less than a day away. Could be a crazy twenty four hours. I expect Tannehill to be moved. Uh, If Tannehill is healthy enough to be moved, I expect him to get either moved to Minnesota or Atlanta because he feels like the one guy where I think that Tennessee would be very happy to get a fourth-round pick for him at this point. And if you're Minnesota or, again, the Falcons seem very stubborn to move off Ritter because they drafted him and they want to see him become good, even though it's evident Mm -hmm. he can't play. But Minnesota, it makes sense. With the other options that are out there, I mean, I mean, my goodness, right now they're looking at starting Jaron Hall this week. And I like Jaron Hall at BYU, but the kid's not an NFL starting quarterback. He's just well, not. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's also what comes into play, Jeff, is right uh, draft capital, right? And you mentioned Minnesota. I believe that the Vikings, uh, in an early look ahead, they've got, I'm going to say they have about eight picks in, in the draft coming up. I think the only round they don't have a pick is maybe the third. And again, I haven't got that committed. That, but so, that, listen, eight picks in the draft. You know, when you have a first and a second rounder, I don't think you're going to give up a first or a second rounder for for Tannehill. But would you give up a fourth uh, or a fifth? I think sure. Especially again, you look at the, there's there's multiple elements that come into play, and we've touched on them, right? What is the upcoming schedule? Where are where are you and now? And uh, you know, where, where do you, what's your schedule look like? Um, your draft capital, all these, all these things, you know, cap, uh, cap space, and things like that. Now, from our world, with all these injuries, what does it mean? And then, you know, making these numbers, you're going to see numbers moving quicker too, right? Because because of that, but also not overreacting because there's, you know, again, we've got games that are around the, uh, you know, key numbers of three and seven. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you'll see some uh, some movement. Again, we've we've had quite a bit of movement already this week, and the Falcons from four up to five. You say, well, wait a second, who's 
who's quarterbacking. Well, we don't. We we have a better idea who's quarterbacking for the Falcons than we do for the Vikings right now. So uh, again, also betters, and these are pro pros right now, like Alex, that are positioning themselves with certain numbers and around certain numbers as we get uh, further into the week. More than just quarterbacks, I'm interested to see some of these playoff contenders if they pick up other position players because I don't know Debo Samuel's health and if he'll be back, but clearly the Niners mm-hmm. need another if they don't have him. And then the Chiefs even, you know, is, is this the year that we're really seeing it hurt them without Tyreek Hill? Like there's a lot of other things that are going into this last 24 hours that I'm interested Great to see point. how it plays yeah. out. Uh, chief, the Chiefs needing a wide receiver. They do. It was evident yesterday, like part of the reason, and yes, Mahomes wasn't, 100% there because of the flu. But he doesn't trust his guys other than Kelsey. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you double-team Kelsey. You slow. You hold Kelsey into the, into the mid-60s and hold mm-hmm. him out of the end zone. Kansas City's had a hard time moving the ball this year in the games that Kelsey has not gone off at. Good point. Yeah. I, uh, yeah um, you know, you mentioned the, the Niners, Alex. I think Williams being out on the offensive mm-hmm. line has certainly impacted uh, them greatly, uh, and I don't think he'll be back this week or Samuel. Like it's this they play bye week. Then they have a bye week. They have a bye week now. Um, this is a bye week right now. They put a Jaguar. That's, that's right. That's yeah, right. Bye, that's bye right. this week, and then yeah. they get Jacksonville. Out so, so the thing about it is that you know, give it, give it some time. I, I'm not so sure they're gonna uh, be as involved or in need as much as the Chiefs, though, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Can't keep you can't keep just having guys leave as free agents. Hey, look, it's and, uh, without uh, quality the big, replacements. The big thing with Hill was they didn't want to pay him. Didn't matter last year because he got enough out of the wide receiver position. Yeah. Has not but, happened so far. No. Again, KC's still going to win the AFC West. Uh, none of those teams are really capable of catching them, and they've already beaten the Chargers, who are the one that's probably the most capable of running them down. Uh, but there are a lot of questions. Uh, about them uh, offensively speaking with the wide receivers. And Vinny and Alex, I said this to you guys both yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals were let to live when they clearly did not have it right. And I don't care that their schedule gets really difficult. And and by the way, I can tell you right now, I will be on Cincinnati on Sunday night against Buffalo. I can tell you that right now. And Up to two and a half, uh, by the way, from one, one and a half on the opener. Still good. Still think anything short yeah. of a field goal is good on Cincinnati in that game. Uh, where the Bengals, I know they gave up a lot of yards per play in the end, but their defense was opportunistic mm-hmm. against Purdy yesterday. They got pressure on him, and Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow Yes, again. he did. And that is the biggest factor moving forward why Cincinnati, the league needed to bury them, and they didn't, and here we are. We're looking six weeks from now, Cincinnati's going to have only one more loss on their ledger, and they're going to be tied with Baltimore in the AFC North. And all those Bills defensive injuries. Yeah. Not a good matchup for Buffalo mm-hmm. this week. They struggled with them at full strength last yeah. year. Yes, no question. No. Yeah. All right. World Series, as you said, Vinny. Yeah. Money uh, showing uh, for the uh, for the road team right now, uh, Jeff. Uh, as Max a, Scherzer tonight. Yeah. For the road yeah, team. Kind of interesting. Uh, Max has not uh, pitched well. Not even not in the postseason or uh, on the way to the postseason. Remember, he was left off the first round. Uh, playoff roster. Uh, so, but uh, Rangers again, open pick them 105 both sides. Now Rangers, uh, uh, a little a little bit of a favorite at minus 110, even on the D backs nine to nine and a half on the total, plus one and a half minus 210, and the series price Rangers a quarter, plus 105. In his second start, though, um, they did well. They got him out of there when needed, and they have a good rotation yeah. to come in. So. Yeah. 
I think I'd like the Rangers tonight. You like the Rangers tonight yeah. now? It's good. There you go. Over. Over. Oh, it's been bad uh, over. Yeah. Did fo- you get I, nine? I Did you yeah. go over nine? Good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those, Vinny, where Fod, I think, has just pitched way over his head so far this mm-hmm. postseason. And even though game seven was a little bit better for Scherzer, very easy to pitch with a multi-run lead. Uh, and on that day, Texas's offense carried the load. He came out earlier than he wanted to, too, oh, but I, it was the right move. No, Bochi, but yeah. look, that's the other thing, too, we, where I know Arizona split, where, let's face it, Arizona very easily could be up two games to none right now. Could. If it wasn't for the heroics of Seager and Garcia in game one. Uh, it, it The Hall of Fame manager at some point is going to make a difference in the series. Could mm-hmm. very easily be tonight if Scherzer's laboring early in the game, gets him out of the right time. He's he's not he has no no qualms about if if his gut tells him that's not analytics either. That's, no, that's Bruce Bochy. That's experience. That's Bruce Bochy. That ain't the numbers on that's that for it. sure. All right, Vinny, we'll let you go back to your day. All right, Jeff, Alex, good to be with you. When we you come back. Me. We'll uh, we'll go back to Monday Night Football again. We'll explain a little more in detail why both Alex and I are on the Detroit Lions and the Honolulu Blue tonight. We'll also look at some hockey and basketball as well. On a Monday, it is the Sports Equinox tonight across the board on Sports by the Book. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White. Of course, last man standing champion 2022 over at Stations Casinos in the, the college football ranks. Pretty good at NFL, too. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate hey, we, that. We had a good day yesterday on this desk. Yes, we did. And, uh, and it wasn't just leans for me for once, <laughs> uh, thankfully <laughs> enough. Uh, but, um, boy, I, you know, I just want to – I don't want to belabor the point, but I want to just go back to something real quick with, with the NFL because there are 
there are serious quarterback problems in the league right now. Whether it's injury, whether it's inept play, there are a lot of bad quarterbacks playing right now in the league. Now, tonight, actually, and I know people like to get on Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is, is what he always has been. He's, an, he's, he's just about an average starter. When the situation is right for him, he can look yeah. really good. When the situation is bad for him, he doesn't look any good. And I think the situation here with the Raiders, because of a bad coaching staff, is not a good situation, even with Devontae Adams on the outside. And Jared Goff has been pretty darn good this year, other than last week against Baltimore, which I'll give him a pass for. But Alex, I'll just ask you from a handicap perspective here, where, <laughs> let's take yesterday's Jet Giant game, where you were here for the first half watching with me, uh, uh, and you at the under, you didn't even have to sweat. Uh, you said uh, your dad had that game as a total of 26. That wasn't a sweat either. Right. Lands 23 with a whole bunch of miraculous stuff at the end of regulation, even to get to 23. But I will ask you this with now with all these quarterback injuries and honestly, just a lot of backups in the beginning with right now, how does that change your handicapping in the NFL? Because it does it lead to more unders. Does it lead to more? Hey, I'm just going to be looking for teams with stable quarterback situations. Or is it, oh, maybe some of these backups are undervalued in the market? That is true. You can find that, too. So my grandpa actually passes down to my dad, to me. So his whole power ratings is every player has a power rating. Okay. So he literally has a power rating for every player. You'll just look next man up. Okay, what's the point difference between this guy to this guy in that certain position? So you definitely look. His quarterback ratings are a little more complex, but look and see how far that drop-off is. And it definitely does affect the over-under number for the whole team as well. It's just one of those now. I mean, just looking through this week where we have either, and I'm counting Will Levis as the the overall starter in Tennessee now, for what it's worth. Based off what we saw yesterday, he ain't relinquishing that job unless if he gets hurt. Kenny Pickett is questionable with ribs. Could be very easily Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Miami, Kansas City. We actually have two regular starters there. Bravo, everybody. Even though Mahomes was not himself next week, it'll be him or last week. It's him and two, obviously. Minnesota, we know. Right now, Jaron Hall is the only active, healthy quarterback on the roster. BYU, very good. I don't see him as an NFL starter. Uh, Ritter's a backup start, masquerading as a starter right now. If Heineke plays, I actually like Atlanta even more. Uh, Seattle, Baltimore, two regular starters. Arizona, Clayton Toon looks like he's starting. P.J. Walker's going to probably start again. Right. With Watson out. Matthew Stafford questionable at best it seems right now in a day-to-day with the thumb jordan love playing at a backup level uh like uh, mac jones we know a bottom b- bottom tier starter tyson bajan look like he's going to start again gardner Minshew, even though we like him as a backup he's still a backup tommy devito legitimately could start an nfl game this week for the new york giants uh and, and then zach wilson on monday night for the jets i mean i just listed half the league there it is it's <laughs> crazy it really is and i mean what really stood out to me is you talking about Stafford with the Rams, and we saw how the bad how bad the Rams looked yesterday against the Cowboys with Matthew Stafford. So them playing against the Packers, that's an interesting matchup we have there, and it just goes on the list. The UCL sprain in his thumb. Packers moved to three on that news, which, boy, I don't know if Green Bay should be favored by three over basically anyone other than Arizona or Chicago at this point. Uh, that opened one and a half uh, last night before we knew uh, the status of Stafford. Not ruled out, just day-to-day with that thumb. But again, when it's your throwing thumb, boy, that's uh, yes. that's a lot to ask with a UCL sprain in that thumb. All right, let's go back to tonight while we're on this uh, 
Alex, let's go to Detroit, Michigan. The Lions and the Raiders tonight at Ford Field. I I know we're in a Raider town. I know that people in the public will come behind us and bet the Raiders blindly almost at, at the South Point and some other books. But I know it's... I know it's a, it's a take in a number, especially when it was earlier in the week at eight and a half or eight, and even seven and a half. I can understand that, but I'm a little bit surprised that this has gone back all the way to seven with a toggle today, because I just don't see it from the Raiders' perspective. Like I said earlier in the show. No, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a long night for the Raiders, and I think um, we're really going to see the Lions' running backs Montgomery and Gibbs have a really good game because the Raiders' defense against the rush has not been good. They are actually 24th in the league, allowing 4.4 yards per rush attempt. So I think once the Lions can get their run game going, that opens up the play action for Jared Goff. And their um, pass rush has not been great. Even with Max Crosby, they are 30th in the league. So Jared Goff, he'll have a little extra time. He's averaging 8.1 yards per pass attempt when he does have time with nine touchdowns and just one interception. It's a bad spot for the Raiders. We've got an angry Lions team. They're finally hosting on Monday Night Football. Like you said, it's going to be a great crowd. They're coming off a bad loss. They have um, a lot to prove, and I'm not worried about laying a touchdown here. You and I agree. Again, it's also like it's a great bounce-back spot for Detroit, where Baltimore, where their defense is excellent. That's a difficult place to play. Yes, We know Jared Goff struggles outside. We, we, we've known this. It's, it, it's been years of evidence of that, especially when it's not in Southern California. And he goes back home. He's indoors. He's against a mediocre defense tonight. And that crowd's going to be electric. Again, first Monday night home game for Detroit since 2018, a week one loss to Sam Darnold and the New York Jets in his first career start. But it's a... This really feels like a smash spot. I also don't mind. I know it's weird that with, with, that I like the favorite. I also like this under. Yeah. I, the, I think the Raiders are going to struggle to score tonight, Alex. I, I think that's another one where that Detroit defense, after really getting embarrassed last week, bounces back as well. Well, as you mentioned, they're averaging under 20 points per game. If their team total was a little bit higher, I would look at that under for sure. But it's already moved all the way down to 17 and a half, which I think makes sense. So, yes, I would lean to the under as well. 46 and seven and a half right now on this. Alex, did you bet any look-aheads in the NFL? I did no? not this week. Uh, probably a good <laughs> With everything that happened yesterday, probably a good week not to have jumped in early. Except total-wise, because if you can get unders, and then now you just Not the injuries, yeah. Yeah, so those will, those will drop down pretty quickly. Yeah, that's, uh, again, this is going to be a very complex week, I think, of handicapping across the NFL. Very curious to see who Minnesota starts against Atlanta because if it is Ritter for the Falcons and if Nick Mullins can get activated in time off of IR with that back injury, might be worth a, worth a shot on Minnesota plus five right now. I just can't get there if it's Jaron Hall. I also can't get there if it's Heineke going for Atlanta because the evidence yesterday was pretty obvious that, hey, they can have a, a pretty darn good offense with Heineke out there as opposed to the ridiculousness that they've thrown out there when Ritter's been there. They will not they, they will not get They're rid stubborn, of Desmond Ritter. Stubborn, though, very. stubborn. 28-25. By the way, that was a total of 35 yesterday that ended up uh, in the 50s. Wow. Yesterday, so. 
Will Levis was awesome. <laughs> it was really amazing how good Will Levis was in his first NFL, uh, well, NFL debut. I said Will he had done. a great arm, and but some of those throws he made, man, he like he was ready for that spot. He definitely was. And people have been calling for them to bench Tannehill for a while. So that's another interesting thing is which team will end up picking up Ryan Tannehill because he is good at coordinating and moving the ball, but we haven't seen him be great in that Titans offense. I fully expect Tannehill. I expect Tannehill to get moved. He's the one veteran that I think, okay, it makes sense. Tennessee can go with Levis. So let me ask you this. Yeah, Where do you think would be the best spot for him? Minnesota. You do? I, I, based, off of, based off of what has transpired here, the Jets aren't going to do it. Right. No one in the AFC. I don't think Cleveland does it. I think Walker might actually be a little bit better than Tannehill at this point, honestly. Uh, no yeah. one in the AFC South is going to trade within the division. There's no reason for any of those teams to do it. Minshew's better than him and the other two. Lawrence, we know, and Stroud has been great in his rookie year. No one out West. And then you look at the NFC, Minnesota's the only one. And Minnesota and Atlanta, but Atlanta's too stubborn to move off Ritter, and they already have their backup there in Heineke. And it really comes down to Minnesota. Minnesota like that's where, is so pass heavy though. Do you think so that's, that's so, the, so that's the tricky part right. of this, right? Like so when I we were talking about this, I was talking about this with one of my good friends yesterday who uh, hosts radio in St. Louis, who I said maybe Kyler Murray's the guy that goes to Minnesota, mm-hmm. where he's someone who can handle being the high usage player there. Where you're right, Kirk Cousins, even though a lot of people like to get on Kirk Cousins. We're going to see the drop-off from Kirk Cousins to whoever goes in is pretty darn massive up there because of, like you said, how reliant they are on the passing game up there. They have no running back situation there in Minnesota. So, yeah, I think Tannehill Kyler Murray's interesting. I like that. I think Tannehill's their best option based off of the news today that Jonathan Gannon is ready to go to tune. Makes me think that Murray's really only a week away. And that Arizona is going to be okay with playing him to see if, okay, do we want Kyler Murray with this regime instead of drafting one of the kids high in the draft, which I think would be a mistake. I'd rather have Caleb Williams long-term than Kyler Murray. But yeah, even with the pass-heavy offense in Minnesota, I still think Tannehill probably is your best option if you can't get Kyler Murray away from Arizona. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. It probably won't work, but you're kind of the type of offense you run – when you don't have a, a, a big-time backup, you're kind yeah. of screwed if your, your starter goes down. Yeah, absolutely. They need they need to sign somebody. It will be someone. I just We just don't know who yet. And also, again, we'll learn, like, you're on you're on with Frank tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. On Tuesday. I will be on with Frank this Friday. Actually. On Friday. Okay. So Frank will be on his own then tomorrow to tell us uh, who gets moved at the deadline. Uh, but we're back Everybody. on Thursday. We'll go th- be able to go through it because, yeah. look, if – Right guy gets moved. Who knows? We could probably see him be the backup to Hall this week. And if it goes poorly for Hall, then that guy's starting next week, uh, two weeks from now, with Minnesota. All right, let's uh, go to the NHL here, Alex, because uh, uh, we all you, you're the hockey better on set. Yes, uh, here, between the two of us, uh, a nice little slate here tonight. Uh, nine games in the NHL. I'll let you steer the ship here. Where are we starting here in the NHL? So I love. Playoff revenge. So something that my dad taught me years ago before NBA and NHL start, I always print out the bracket from last year and I circle that game of when a team was knocked out and they're playing that team that knocked them out. Right. 
So we have a great spot here in the NHL. The Boston Bruins are hosting the Florida Panthers. And if you remember the Boston Bruins, they were on that historic run. Most wins ever in a regular season. Most points ever in a regular season. And they got knocked out in the first round by the Florida Panthers. So this is their first time to see them again with revenge. Um, a lot of people were worried that Boston would be down this year. You know, two players retired with uh, Bergeron and Krejci. But they've actually, they've done very well. They're 7-0-1. And, and they found a new center, rookie. See if he lasts there. But their veterans have really stepped up. Um, Pasternak and Marshawn, they've done very well. So... I like this spot. The Panthers, they are four and three, and they've kind of dealt with the injury bug early on. So good spot. I got the Boston Bruins at minus 154. And I actually did a fun little um money line parlay since we have all four sports going. So that will be in that That's too. Your hockey, we'll get there. That's the leg. hockey one. There yes. we go. I uh the Bruins, them and the Golden Knights, the only two teams not to lose in regulation so far. BGK's uh perfect. All the way through, went down on Nevada Day against uh, Ryan's Chicago Blackhawks uh, in that one uh, at T-Mobile. But, man, the Bruins, I, I maybe they've just figured this regular season thing out. I guess so. <laughs> More than anything, as we know, uh, the biggest of crapshoots of all in hockey uh, in, the, in the postseason, as we saw, blowing a 3-1 lead last year against these Florida Panthers in the first round. Uh, I think I'm going to have to tell you on that, Alex. I, I, think, I, I think I'm tailing. Yeah, I I just love that revenge spot because you know I was even watching NHL tonight and uh, one of the old hockey players was talking about it and he's like, oh yeah, when they talk to the media, they're gonna say it's just another game, but deep down inside, you're like, I cannot wait to play these guys. So I'm excited about that. You brought up the Blackhawks and that's actually um, the underdog I'm on tonight as well because this team has been very good. I mean, they got the first overall pick with Connor Bedard. He's done very good, five points, three goals, and they're a young team, but you are getting plus 170 against Arizona. This is actually really a value play. I do not think Arizona should be um, minus $1.90 to anybody, even though they are at home. I made them about minus 140, more of a home ice thing. So I thought there was value here with the Blackhawks. As you mentioned, they are coming off a big game. They did beat the Vegas Golden Knights, but I just think they're young. They're scrappy. They can get up for this one as well and uh, took a shot with the plus money. How is Arizona almost a $2 favorite against anyone? That, that, that's, that's what you just said. Like, how is that possible? though? So they do have three wins, but when you look at it, they won the first game of the season against the Devils. That's a good win. I will give them yes. that. The other two wins over the Ducks and Blues, I have both of them at in the bottom five of the league. So, I mean, those are... I don't really count those as great wins for them. Well, it's not like they have a home home ice advantage either. At Mullet, that is very uh, true. Mullet Family Arena there on the campus of uh, Arizona State in Tempe. Uh, yeah, I think I'm tailing both. If I <laughs> if I take it down on both, I apologize, Alex. But uh, I mean, that's that's hey, pretty it's early. I, we talked about it last week too. I mean, with the NHL and NBA, you kind of tread lightly. You know, you're not betting huge amounts everybody's kind of getting used to the season and they play every night every other night so a lot of things can happen but I do think we have the value on both of these plays the only one that stood out as a possibility for me is the under in Detroit and the Islanders yes at six that was the only one that stood out as a possibility for me tonight 
Uh, the game that I'm looking at from an in-game perspective is Seattle and Tampa. Okay. Uh, very curious because that one, you have some six on totals at some places. The rest is six and a half juice under. Actually waiting for a few early goals and banging under. Okay. That's kind of the way that I'm looking for on that one. Uh, but the other two, I, I think uh, it will be a, definitely a tail on Chicago because I love, I love plus money, especially against teams that have no business being a big of a favorite as they are in the Arizona Coyotes against essentially anyone in the NHL. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I usually am always on unders for the Islanders, so that one must have just slipped by me. Yeah, 6-6, six, six, uh, minus 120. Detroit has been playing overs, though, so far this year. So uh, that uh, they have, They've been playing very well. I, they, it has been a long time since the Red Wings have had any relevancy for a team that legitimately my entire childhood never missed the postseason. Yeah. And now the, this five-year stretch of really bad hockey, uh, good to see them yeah. a little bit better yet again. I don't know if they're playoff good, but well, they're look, much better than they've, than they've been. So look at Michigan go. I mean, they've got <laughs> the Lions are much better finally. We've got Michigan top of uh, college football. We're waiting on you, Detroit Pistons, even though I like Cade Cunningham. I will, I will say that. And the Tigers have a long way to go up there in the Motor City. Yes, they do. Uh, for sure. All right. Uh, I want to I hit one more thing uh, here, Alex, uh, on the NBA before we shift over to baseball. Uh, monitor your injury reports, as always. Even though yesterday you kind of got head faked if you uh, bought into the Joel Embiid's not going to play. And then Embiid had an unbelievable game last night. For Philadelphia. Alex, the only NBA thing I do not mind tonight before we get into what you are looking at here is the last game on the card at uh, Crypto.com Arena, which is still weird to call it that. I like the Orlando Magic tonight okay. against the Los Angeles Lakers who played deep into the night a night ago, lost to the Kings in overtime despite LeBron and AD both were on their game last night. Still lost to Sacramento. And Orlando, you know, there's always one team in the Eastern Conference that flies under the radar in the offseason of, hey, this team's going to be improved. And I thought Orlando's a, a play-in caliber team this year. I think they're going to be in the play-in in the top 10 in the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't even be shocked if they're in the top eight. So they have two cracks to make the playoffs instead of one. They're off to a good start. They're 2-0. They do start the L.A. double, which is always a concern because we know L.A. nightlife is undefeated. But getting points against the Lakers, who are coming off a back-to-back, -back, and would not shock me if either LeBron or AD end up not playing in this game. So I'll take three with Orlando here against the Lakers late night at Staples. First time this season they are the underdog because they were the favorite against the Rockets and the Trailblazers, yep. won and covered as the favorite. So you are getting two and a half? Three. Three. I like it. The okay. Lakers, they, um, I took them last Thursday. They, they covered on that one for me. But, yes, just came off that overtime loss. You needed a lot of help on that, uh, that one against Phoenix, too, to get there. Yes, I did. <laughs> and uh, Do you have anything in the, in the association tonight, or is this just a, a card where, even though there's a bunch of games, again, it's, it's the first week of the season. There's a lot of variants going on. So I had to pick one because I told you I picked a money line. For each sport. Yep. So I'm, I'm taking the Bucks money line, and this okay. is kind of the same sim situation as um, the hockey because the Bucks they got knocked out by the Miami Heat in the playoffs, and they actually lost that in five. 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 Yes. Yep. Crazy. So 
I didn't want to lay the points with Milwaukee. I did that in their first game with Dame, you know, making his uh, debut. But I thought this was a good money line spot for Milwaukee, minus 240. So Milwaukee in the parlay, the Lions in the parlay, the Bruins in the parlay. And we're going to take a quick break because we'll make everyone wait for the the par- the fourth leg of the parlay, even though Alex has already tipped her hand a little bit on it earlier in the show. But we'll get to the preview of game three of the World Series when we come back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. There is the South Point Sportsbook. People waiting to make their wagers. We didn't see Vinny out there. Vinny must be in the back office right now. He's working. Oh, I know. I know he is. <laughs> Him and Chris, hard at work in the back, uh, doing a great job as always. I, I was hoping we would see Jimmy tonight. I haven't seen Jimmy at all. so I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. With so much going on, no big tickets. He has we'll, to show see, us. we'll see you, Jimmy, at some point, Randall. You know what's going to end up happening? We're about to be, good to get off, be ready to get off the air at 357, and Jimmy's going to come wandering in. That's probably about uh, when we'll get it. So, uh Again, there is a course Monday Night Football tonight. The Lions and the Las Vegas Raiders. Lions 7 uh, still in this one against the Raiders uh, with a total of 46 tonight right behind us here at the South Point. Inactives and uh, inactives for both teams uh, already uh, put out there. Uh, the only thing of note, uh, Nate Hobbs in. For the Raiders, which is good news, and missed the last few games. Uh, Brian Hoyer is quarterback number three. So if anything happens to Jimmy G tonight, it will be Aiden O'Connell, the rookie out of Purdue. So another switch from uh, Josh McDaniels on that front. Really quick, that's very interesting to me yep. because 
Jimmy G suffered a back injury. So you would think you would want your next best quarterback to be available, which, as you mentioned, they are kind of. It is Aiden O'Connor. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, we've just seen Josh McDaniels rely on Hoyer so much, and now he's making that switch. Uh, Very interesting. Uh, Yeah, I. Just indecisiveness more than anything. Uh, Frank Gregg now is uh, inactive again for Detroit. I think we are we already knew this anyway. They're the regular starting center. David Montgomery is still out. He's not going to be back for a few weeks. Nothing that we didn't expect already from the Detroit front on the inactive. So number probably not going anywhere for the next few minutes. Uh, still at seven and forty six tonight on that one at Ford Field as the Lions look to bounce back after getting annihilated in Baltimore. A week ago, and looking to get to six and two in the year, and all of a sudden in the NFC, where the San Francisco 49ers have lost three in a row, and the Seattle Seahawks have taken first place over in the NFC West. So uh, that number two seed in the NFC definitely in play still for Detroit. And and if Dallas can pull an upset against Philly uh, in two week and uh, next week, hey, you never know. Uh, Detroit still could find a way to that top seed in the NFC. I love the Seahawks. I have um, a ticket on them, minus 120 to make the playoffs. So I'm uh, hanging on to that. I'm curious to see what it is right now. But, yeah, it's been crazy. The most surprising thing about the 49ers is how much their defense has started to struggle. And them and the Cowboys, they keep flip-flopping, right? Like, they both came out very strong. And then we saw the Cowboys struggle. and We saw some weaknesses in their defense. And now it's kind of switched over. Cowboys looked outstanding yesterday against the Rams. And, I mean, the Niners, they played a really good Bengals team. And, as you mentioned, Joe Burrow is back. He didn't look like he had any problems with his calf. No, Cincinnati, again, I'm, again I'll, I'll, I'll say it one more time because I think people start getting annoyed at me on this. When you let a team of that quality hang around when things are not going well they're in the season, you usually pay for it. and. Cincinnati is totally fine now. Now, the Niners did average eight yards a play yesterday, which is a big number, but the Bengals' defense was opportunistic. They turned over Purdy when they needed to. And I I will say, I don't want to overreact to a few bad starts with San Francisco, but it feels like that Brock Purdy regression has made it. And that is a little bit frightening if you're the Niners here, where you have Sam Darnold behind him, I'm not saying bench Brock Purdy or anything, but you let Garoppolo go, you trade your former yeah. number three overall pick. You kind of made, made your decision that this is your guy moving forward. And you need him to be better. He, is, he was bad against Cleveland. I'll give him a little bit of a pass at the end of the Minnesota game because he was clearly something going on concussion-wise. And again, I'm stunned he got cleared in time for that game yesterday with the bye coming the week after. We're going to learn a lot about them when they play Jacksonville after the bye week on that. What is a really good game on that second Sunday of November? Well, the toughest part is he has almost had to carry the offense, and that is that isn't the type of quarterback that he is, right? right? And against Cleveland, I mean, he got him into position to kick the field goal, and they missed it. But yeah, the last few weeks, it's it's been tough. He is he's more of a facilitator, right? Yep. So that's been a, a tough position for him. Beyond Shanahan, we know we can coach. Uh, but it's it, it may be a little bit of a tougher task than we even realized uh, with Purdy at this point. All right, before we go today, the final leg of the Sports Equinox podcast for Alex, or, or, or podcast, geez, parlay, I should say, um, for Alex White here tonight. Of course, people are just joining in for the final few minutes. First three legs tonight, 
all money lines. Right. The Detroit Lions. Yes. In the NFL. I've got the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. I've got the Boston Bruins in the NHL. And then the last one, I've got the Rangers. Texas Rangers tonight in game three for Alex. Uh, Max Scherzer, Brandon Fott, your pitching matchup tonight in Arizona. Total nine and a half. Texas has moved to a favorite at most spots. Now minus 108 behind us here at the South Point. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say this. Max Scherzer can get through three innings of giving up two or less runs. I think your bet's in really good shape. Because I've been looking for a spot to go against Fott here. Right. Where he has just been way better than you would expect so far in his postseason. But Scherzer scares me right now. He's just not the guy anymore. He really pitched poorly in game three of the ALCS. Didn't have his best stuff in game seven, but Bochy got him out of there before things really started to go sideways for him. Uh, but, man, if it was anyone but Scherzer tonight for Texas, I would have bet Texas. But I'm I'm steering clear. And maybe if this game is tied when Scherzer exits, that might be the opportunity for me to come on in on Texas. Not bad at all. And I like what you said earlier when we had Vinny in here. At some point, we're going to see um, the better manager, you know, that come into Probably, play yeah. here. So. I do like the Rangers. And you also talked about game one, Corey Seager and Garcia. They are just phenomenal, and they are clutch. I mean, they can get it done. What the um, Diamondbacks did in game two was very unexpected, but I'm kind of using that a little bit, too, with the home revenge. The Rangers, they lost one at home. They need one back, so this is, a, this is the spot. They have to win this first one in Arizona. Again, series tied at one. Arizona with a blowout win in game two after Kyle's or Corey Seager and uh, Ardolis Garcia saved Texas in game one. I still remember Ardolis Garcia traded for cash considerations by the Cardinals and then DFA a year later by the Rangers. Everyone had a shot to get him. Nope. Now he has the most postseason home runs in one postseason. Uh, again, car, uh, the uh, Diamondbacks plus 105 series price. Rangers minus 125, the slightest of favorites right now heading in to Phoenix for game three tonight. All right. That's all the time we have. We're back Thursday. Tomorrow, make sure you turn tune into Punchlines right here on this channel. Frank Nicotero. Denny Nagel's in again tomorrow, Ryan, right? Denny Nagel, former Major League left-handed starting pitcher, won a ring with the Yankees. Uh, it was in Atlanta during their dominance in the 90s as well. Uh, and Ryan McCormick will be all dressed up as well on that show with Frank Nicotero. Punchlines, noon Pacific. Monday through Friday right here on the channel. And please, if you're watching this right now on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. It takes a tenth of a second to do it. It really helps us out if you hit that subscribe button so you know when we go live every single time on YouTube. For Alex White, I'm Jeff Parl. Shout out to Vinny Maliula as well. And Jerry, Ryan, great job back there as always. Good luck on all your plays, everyone. We'll see you again on Thursday on Sports by the Book.